Morning. First thing Friday so time for fresh fix. This is the audio version of the email newsletter, made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Read the original, with all the links, at addictivelondon.com. Fix Insider Friday July 8th. Newt. The hot topic in Newt continues to be Netflix. Their plans for advertising are still shrouded in mystery, but this piece from a Bain exec is helpful. He doesn't agree with our view on Roku, but instead thinks Magnite is a more likely purchase, but it seems clear they need an interim partnership so they make an impact this year. Migrating advertisers from the interim partner may be a challenge in the future, but I feel confident Netflix can innovate as they build out their own team. The New York Times look at the full range of issues spaced by Netflix asking if business as usual is good enough. Netflix stunned the entertainment industry back in April when it announced that it would begin to show advertising on its platform. If this sacred tenet was being shattered, Mr. Hastings had long pledged Netflix would never deign to show commercials, what could be next? Would there be a serious push into movie theaters? Perhaps a change to the cadence of how shows debut, from the all-at-once binge model Netflix invented to a weekly release schedule to increase buzz and word-of-mouth anticipation? Would Netflix take a vastly different approach to programming? TLDR? No. Business as usual. Until the next quarter figures are out, it is all speculation and guesswork, but we should hear something more on July 19th. Bloomberg think we've reached, and passed, peak TV, seeing austerity hitting the lavish content budgets that Netflix and their followers have been investing. We keep seeing people shaving their budgets and HBO is walking away from some European originals, but others see potential. I am fascinated by former Murdoch exec Peter Chernin, he has made the evolution from old media to new media better than anyone other than Barry Diller, a former colleague of his. I shared a good profile of his investment firm a couple of weeks ago and their wide range of projects, and it is interesting to see he is to invest $800 million in a new content studio. The revival in cinema continues and Minions the latest film to beat expectations, with a little help from TikTok, explained well in this thread. TV ad breaks could get longer as rules reviewed, a slightly gloomy headline from the BBC on an Ofcom report looking at ITV and C5 through a public service broadcasting lens. An agency exec points out the problem with this lazy thinking. While the short-term benefit to the advertisers is potentially paying less per slot, which is important in an inflationary market, the reality is more clutter turns people off. We'll see lower attention, lower engagement and it may even push viewers away towards the streaming environment, the very outcome Ofcom wants to avoid. Broadcasters need to find other ways to drive that revenue aside from ads, through things like merchandising and product placement which the streamers are so good at. A change in mindset is required, not a change in ad break length. R. Whilst Snap make all the running with R, TikTok is trying hard. Their effect house program is getting some pick up, although the Microsoft example is a little underwhelming. This is a greater use case, transitioning from maps to R. In the FT they point out the challenges of R and note that Leonardo Del Vecchio of Essler Luxotica knew what people really wanted from their glasses. Social. The Hollywood Reporter has a good interview with an OG YouTube creator. Marcus Brownlee has built a healthy business by doing YouTube videos on tech products. The interview looks at his success and gets his views on the growth of short-form video. He is sticking with YouTube as his main medium for now despite some testing with TikTok. In the latest good TikTok creative we look at the return of Little Moons. NGL anonymous message app for Instagram. Tests show safety filters don't catch routine bullying language. Merchant. In this week's Insider Deep Dive we covered the story suggesting TikTok was going cold on e-commerce, and refuted the argument, as I think they remain keen. 
News from Amazon supports my thinking that the format is key. They're looking at expanding the way they use influencers to build on the current success with Amazon Live. A commentator compliments them. Amazon has fundamentally changed the game in terms of a seamless and non-sticky shopping experience, he said. Amazon Live is a very smart extension of what's already been happening in the ecosystem. Their approach is about appointment commerce, like QVC, they leverage a gathered audience to generate the excitement which leads to purchases. TikTok will get this right, eventually. The FT consider the challenges facing Shopify. The problem is spending. Shopify used the pandemic to ramp up its lofty goal of challenging Amazon's e-commerce domination. Spending remains high even as sales are no longer doubling year on year. In the first quarter, Shopify posted a near $1.5 billion loss as sales and marketing and R&D costs outpaced revenue growth of 22%. This trend will continue as the group forges ahead with plans to build a logistics platform. In May it bought warehouse company Deliver for $2.1 billion. A good thread on email, conversion, open, and center are vanity metrics from Common Thread. Web3. There's not one business that's not going to be affected by it, Swisher said. Just like the web, just like mobile. Tech journalist and podcaster Hara Swisher thinks every business needs a Web3 strategy and I agree. But what is it? Reviewing some new books on the metaverse the Harvard Business Review says. What's most striking about the metaverse, and its cousin, Web3, is the emphasis on ownership. Users can have a stake in almost anything. They can vote on decisions about the communities they belong to and the apps they use, make and sell NFTs, and even get paid for playing games in decentralized apps, dApps, that run on peer-to-peer networks rather than on servers. User ownership is a real revolution because it creates a new economy. In an interview, the CEO of Unity has a go at defining the metaverse. It's the next version of the internet. It's always in real time. It's often some combination of social, interactive, persistent and 3D, but doesn't have to be all of those kinds of things. Most things will be three or four of those. It can be fully digital, or, a blend, between digital and the real world. Most companies that have a website today are going to have a metaverse destination. You're going to have millions, if not billions, of destinations. They will be way more compelling than what we have today. Confused? Well, Pew have a long thorough paper on the metaverse in 2040, asking lots of smart people to predict what the future looks like, and come up with two broad themes. First, a notable share of these experts argued that the embrace of extended reality in people's daily lives by 2040 will be centered around augmented reality and mixed reality tools, not in the more fully immersive virtual reality worlds many people define today as being the metaverse. Second, they warned that these new worlds could dramatically magnify every human trait and tendency, both the bad and the good. They especially focus their concerns on the ability of those in control of these systems to redirect, restrain or thwart human agency and stifle people's ability to self-actualize through exercise of free will, and they worried over the future freedom of humans to expand their native capacities. As the space matures we see fragmentation and early signs of land grabs. Some see NFT platform wars could be ahead, which is worrying if the platform you choose loses out, what happens to the NFTs you have? This thread examines whether wallets will unbundle and this does seem a vibrant space. The seminal podcast with Not Boring and Alex Danko of Shopify on token-gated commerce looked at wallets too. If you are not perturbed by the inevitable complexity of such an early ecology, there is potential. People like the Premier League and Gucci are experimenting and a new generation of builders is emerging as Fortnite creators evolve into commercial businesses helping brands. This complexity mixed with so much momentum will lead to wasted budget and dead ends. 
But that is why experimentation is so important, learning early is cheap and quick. Learning late is neither. Plus plus. Niantic undergoes layoffs, cancels four games as it struggles to move beyond Pokemon Go, IGN. Studios battle for players of hypercasual video games, the latest mobile distraction, Wall Street Journal. Tom George announced as first CEO of Origin, the UK cross-media measurement program. Former Groupon Supremo, Tom is super smart and this is a good move by ISBA.